Good morning. Good morning, Wayne. We're about to have Wayne in studio here in just a little while on Undisputed, but it is time right now to skip the BS. Time for Undisputed. Time to talk Julio Jones with two former great receivers, Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson. Michael having a little technical problem will be with us in just a couple of minutes. But good morning to number 19 sitting across from me. Morning, Skip. Johnson. By the way, yesterday you made the point that you thought my Dallas Cowboys, Michael and my Dallas Cowboys, should have at least thought hard about signing Julio Jones, right? Yeah. I did disagree with that, but... Just to bring you back into perspective, Julio was in Philly yesterday. Coach Nick Sirianni sold the signing by raving about 34-year-old Julio's audition for the Eagles. Sirianni said, looking at the explosion, does he still have the juice in his legs, the ability to run, to get out of cuts, to make plays? All those things we thought were really still good, said Nick Sirianni. The Eagles do, of course, have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith as their 1-1-A wideouts with Dallas Goddard as their primary target at tight end, but they've lost Quez Watkins for the season. Julio in Philly yesterday did say, don't get it twisted, I'm here to dominate. But they have guys who are already solidified, so wherever they need me to go and be, I'll do that to the best of my ability. So, Keyshawn. It's a double-edged question. Should the Cowboys have pursued Julio? And now, how much do you believe that Julio will help the Eagles? Well, it is definitely a a double-barrel question, but I'll I'll deal with it. Um, I think, one, the Cowboys just start there. They certainly should have uh, kicked the tires on that and taken a look at Julio Jones because they need a big red zone target. Yes, they have C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb has scored touchdowns. Yes, they utilize him and they get the football in many different ways. Yep. But they don't have a six foot four, six foot five, uh, 225 plus pound yep. guy who can pick him up and put him down, in particularly in the fringe area, which is from the 30 to the 20 and the red from the 20 to the end zone. They certainly need that. They don't have a tight end. There is no Kelsey. There is no Kittle. There is no Jason Witten walking through that door anytime soon. No. Ferguson is okay. He's but just okay. I'll he's buy not that. there yet. Yeah. So if and you look at that. Obviously, they lost Dalton Schultz. So it, it, They lost yeah. Dalton Schultz. Yeah. If you look at that, you have to say, okay, he gives them that presence. Now you, you move things forward and you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles within your division and your conference. Yeah. This is a, a typical textbook front office thing. Oh, huh. Hmm. What do we need? But do we really need it? Yeah, we can utilize it. Some guy got hurt. Okay, let's look at the board. Who do we have? We have A, B, C. Oh, here's our D guy. Let's work him out. Let's see what he is. Let's put in the film. Let's study him. Oh, it's Julio Jones. Let's sign him. Let's bring him in. Let's talk to him. Let's talk to A.J. Brown about him. Now what we do is addition by subtraction. We're going to take him away from a team that we may think has a sniffer around. So let's sign him because we can utilize him. And now all of a sudden, you think about three-headed monster wide receiving cores. And I'm only going to go back as far as I can remember when you talk about the Minnesota Vikings, you talk about Jake Reed, Chris Carter, and Randy Moss. That now, I'm, I'm not putting this trio yep. in that conversation. What I'm saying is when you got two dogs on the outside, okay, in, in Chris Carter uh, as a slot guy, Randy Moss on the outside, and Jake Reed, 
You can play with that many different ways. And Ooh. Randall Cunningham did. It, Randall Cunningham did, Ooh. and so did Dante Culpepper. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when you look at that, he is a willing participant in the blocking game. Yeah. He's not afraid to stick his nose in there and dig oh. people out. A.J. Brown obviously is not afraid. But now what you have is you have an explosive guy in, in Devontae Smith. You can play with all things all sorts of ways. You can move A.J. Brown inside, Julio Jones outside him, backside Devontae Smith. You can move Devontae Smith inside, Julio on the outside. So it makes things harder. Yeah. When you have three receivers in the National Football League, you better have three dominant corners that can defend. When you decide to go in man-to-man -man situations, yeah. you better have three corners. What is it that the Dallas Cowboys are lacking right now? Three solidified corners that can shut people down across the board. They got, they got two guys that are playing pretty good in Gilmore and Bland. There's no question about it, but you need three. And they yeah. got to be consistent all over. Been pretty good for a, a they got to be consistent yeah. all over the board. And I'm all only right. talking about the Cowboys because you here. Yeah. There's other teams within no, the conference, and he will help them. He'll help them in the classroom and on the board. He'll help them on the football field. And then you say, well, he's talking about he wants to be the dominant guy again. Don't get it twisted. Well, yeah, because if I get Skip Bayless out there covering me, I'm getting ready to do something real dirty to him. I and that's what he's saying. I don't know if but, I were there. That that might change life. Oh, Skip, yeah. stop. I'm yeah, just I, using I you. I still have juice in my legs. No. I got juice. You, yeah, I for, can come out of for, my cuts. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you can. But... <laughs> It, it, it is one of those situations where he knows I'm going to most likely get the third guy. Most likely I'm going to draw that third dude. That third yep. guy at 34 years old, it still isn't comparable to me. And that's what he's saying. Okay. I hear what you just said. And I got nothing but respect for Howie Roseman because it seems like certainly of late, everything he touches turns to Philadelphia gold because they were in the Super Bowl and they came within – just a couple of plays if Jalen hadn't lost the handle on that ball that got returned for a touchdown, that they might have beaten Patrick Mahomes mm -hmm. and company. So I give it up to that. But maybe this is me trying to speak this out of existence. Okay. I believe you and they are living in the past. I think you're still clinging to what Julio used to be because for 10 years in Atlanta, that's a long time, he, he was the guy. He, he was the best. He was dominating in those days. And I think even Julio in his heart of hearts knows he's probably not that guy, but he's going to say the right thing, which is I came here to dominate because he's still a proud man. But this is his fourth team in four years. Okay. So clearly, I don't condemn him for this. He wants a ring. And, and he thought he could go get one with Tom Brady last year because Tom Brady recruited him. I know for a fact he went out of his way to all but beg Julio, come down here, be my guy, and we'll, we'll go win another ring. Because Tom had already won one in Tampa and came pretty close to winning a second one. He got beaten by the Rams on the last play of the game, and they went on to win the Super Bowl, obviously, in Tom's second year. So last year, ironically, they started and finished with the Dallas Cowboys because on opening night, they were so opening Sunday night, they were at Dallas. Julio caught one big ball in that game right up the, the right sideline in front of the Cowboys, and, and that was it. And it was a low-scoring game, and they did hang on to win the game. Dak got memory busted his thumb mm -hmm. and was gone. The point is, Julio, late in that game, pulled up lame because he is tightly wound, as he always has been, and he had some kind of hamstring issue really the whole year. 
He wound up playing in 11 games. He wound up starting five. And maybe it's the hamstring. If it's all on the hamstring, you got me on this. But he didn't look like Julio Jones the whole year. And trust me, I was rooting like crazy for him because I root for Brady. So it comes full circle to the Dallas Cowboys in their first playoff game last year, Tampa's yeah. first playoff game, at home. And what happened? Tom tried to come through on his vow, his promise to Julio, I'm going to make you the guy and we're going to go win this thing. And what happens against the Dallas Cowboys? He threw him, uh, it was his season high, 11 targets. It was a team high, 11 targets. That, that's a lot of footballs to throw to Julio Jones at then age 33. He caught seven for 74. Those are by far his best numbers of the whole year. But what happened? When he finally caught his touchdown pass, which was late in the third quarter, a 30-yard touchdown pass from Tom Brady, they were down 24 to nothing. So that made it 24 to six. They went for two and missed. Then they're down 31 to six, and they get basically blown out because Dak had one of those big, bad, great Dak games. So my point to you is, in the fourth quarter of a blowout, Tom threw him seven balls, okay, and, and he caught four for 29. So the bulk of the targets came when it was just garbage time. So I, I never saw Julio last year. And if you can chalk it up to the hamstring, you're correct. Philly is correct. I, I'm just not sure if he'll ever quite be that guy he's not to, trying to, to have impact. But he's or, not trying yeah. to be that guy, Skip. You say, I'm living in the past, yeah. and maybe Philly's living in the past. Yeah. No, you're living in the past by simply thinking about what he's done in the past. I'm not thinking about what he's done okay. in the past. I clearly understand he's the number three wide receiver. He clearly understands he's the number three wide okay, receiver. So if I get a duck, which yeah. is a considered a bad corner, I'm going okay. to abuse him. Okay. That's, well, that's he what... still, is he capable of abusing a bad corner? Oh, my God, yes. Well, I didn't see it last year. Look, I got to tell you, look, I watched closely. Just because you didn't see certain things that you saw yeah. in Atlanta doesn't mean that he is not refreshed. Doesn't mean that you're, you're only asking him to play 25 snaps a game. Yeah. You're not asking him to start and play like they did in Tampa. Yeah. You're, this is a totally different situation. Circumstances and situations go a long ways in this sort of deal right. with him. Okay, let's get another opinion involved here. Let's go to number 88 to the playmaker. Good morning to Michael Irvin. How are you, sir? He's still recovering. What, yeah. What's up, guys? He's yeah. still recovering from Sunday. <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine. I mean, Monday. No, I, no, I'm not recovering from Sunday. From that, hey, from all of those messages I was sending, Key, I was talking right to you in my social media because that was such an incredible game. But let me, let, let's address this situation and why. I say, I love what Philly does when they go out and do something like this and how it rolls. But you got to give them credit for always trying to push that needle and tell everybody we're going for it right now. That's what bringing, that's what bringing in uh, Julio Jones says. You know, Devontae Smith, he has a little bit of a hamstring. Skip, I heard you guys talk about this, about what he is and what he used to be. We know he's not quite the player that he used to be. But defenses don't know when he's going to be that player that he used to be. So they have to cover him all the time anyway. And they also set the defense up according to what they've seen him do before. So automatically, he's in the defensive meeting rooms right now. What I also love is 
A.J. Brown has already spoke on his love for Julio Jones. Yep. So, so, so it's not messing up the, 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 the pecking order of that room. And, and Julio's saying he's coming in to dominate. That's exactly what he's supposed to say. Jimmy used to do this, Skip. You remember? Yep. Anybody, Jimmy would always bring somebody in he to would. keep everybody on their toes. I don't care who you Don't nobody get comfortable because everybody needs to be on their toes in this building. And Philly, I like that Philly does that. I wish the Cowboys would do more of that, to tell you the truth. Right now, pitch all in and said, we're going all in. San Francisco's picked up Randy Gregory. Now you got Philly picking up Julio Jones. And the Cowboys, they, they, they stand in pat. You, you got to move when you get an opportunity, like those other contenders are doing. Although, yeah. Michael, r- real quick, all the reports say out of Dallas that that the Cowboys will be active at the upcoming trade they deadline. They should have been active okay. before this all even right. happened. Okay. Right. All right. right. Well, maybe they'll right, right, shock you. We maybe who- they'll go get another Stephon Gilmore, another Brandon Cooks. Well, they don't need Brandon uh, Cooks. Uh, what they should uh, uh, do, uh, playmaker, if, 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 if I, they missed out on Randy Gregory, I tried to warn y'all several hours before the trade went down, but y'all didn't want to listen to me. Then Julio Jones now is with the Philadelphia Eagles. What they should do, playmaker, is they should go try to get Sutton from the Denver Broncos, which I'm sure Denver would listen. They need a big red zone target. He's from well, that area. He went to go. SMU. Go on and go get that dude, okay, man. Okay, but that's going to cost go, you a, a Go get him, pick. Skip. Okay. Go you, get him. I mean, they're going to want a first for him. Man, nah, they, they, they know, they're no. not going to get a first for him. Well, he's they the won't get best a first receiver. For him. I mean, yeah, but everything is on the table in Denver that's right what now. They say. So let's go, let's right. go cut a deal. Yeah. Hey, hey, Key, Key, I, I, I like that, Key. I, I'm not joking. I, I like it. I talked about we need a space eater. We need a, that, that, that area code receiver. And Cortland Sutton, he is ab- absolutely that. Did it over there at SMU. Would be back home and would be great. Now, as Skip said, that's going to cost something. That's going to cost something. But I'm okay with, with it costing something. I don't, it, you, you can give up a second-round draft pick or a third-round draft pick for, for him at, at a sale. At a sale. I, I, I don't know if I want to go to a first-round draft pick. Yeah. But but right now, because you can tell right now, he won't just be a borrowed player. He could be somebody that they stick in and use and grow with C.D. Lamb yes. and continue to play with Dak Prescott. He has two years left on his deal, I, Skip. I, I like that pick. He's two years left on his okay. deal. He's from the area. And even if you had to give yeah. up a low one of some sort of condition, that's okay. You gave up a one for Amari Cooper, and it changed your life for a couple years. 2018 trade deadline. Yep, Amari Cooper. Yep. Yeah, but Amari Cooper's a different receiver, man. That's a hey, listen. Uh, yeah, I understand. For I understand. But Carlin Cor- hadn't put up those kinds of numbers. That's, and that's okay. why I believe you can get him for a second. I believe you can get him for a second because he hasn't shown. Maybe. He hasn't taken off yet. Amari Cooper had already taken off by the time we gave no, up I, that I, I number one for but him. But do you believe? Right. Do you believe in the ability as a front office executive and a coach? When I look at Cortland Sutton, does he give me what I'm right. missing? If he gives me what I'm missing, then the, the price is never too heavy because you're not going to get that out. In the, nobody else has that that's available for you. There's no other team that's willing to talk conversation about trading their top dog away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really like the corner setting. Key, I just, listen, I, I, I'm willing to go a second or a third because, they, like, like you just said, 
They're doing a sale, garage sale. Yeah, you so I'm not going to the garage sale and offering up top dollars. Of course not. I'll give you a dime for that guy over there. Mm-hmm. It's a garage sale over there in Denver. Yep. Give me some garage stuff. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to help you and Skip help your office, man. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever they take, you need to kick the tires on it, explore <laughs> it, and see what you can get out of it. Okay, Michael. I, I do like it. Yeah, Michael. The reason we're having this conversation for the most part, is because Michael Gallup is not living up to the money that Jerry finally gave him. He's coming off the ACL. He was coming off it last year. I thought I saw some glimpses near the end of the year, glimpses at San Francisco, but he does not look like the same guy, even though Dak fed him the rock the other night because he had 10 targets and he caught three of them, which will not work, obviously. And a bunch right. of times the other night, he looked like he'd never played football. He looked awkward to me, like he, he didn't know how to catch it. A couple of balls hit him in the face almost. So what, what's your gut feeling on Michael Gallup as we speak? All right, Skip, I've been where you are in a sense that, you know, I thought this year he would get back to that early Michael Gallup that, that, that where we've come to know in Dallas. And remember now, there was a time we had teams offering a first-round draft choice for Michael yep. Gallup. It was like, no way. He was so up-and-coming. So, I listen, he, he has certainly not gotten nowhere, anywhere near back to what he has been in the past because you, Mike, Michael Gallup was, was, was budding on becoming, a, a, say, a 1B. That kind of receiver. You expected him to take the next step as CD took that next step when Amari got moved out, and it has never, it just hasn't happened. And it has really crippled the Dallas Cowboys because once you take CD Lamb out of the offense, then, then they're totally hurt. I know Brandon Cooks made some plays last weekend, he did. But, but, but you gotta get Michael Gallup going or you gotta find someone and put him in that position that can make some plays and help out. Why do you think all of a sudden that the Dallas Cowboys feel like they need to go and be buyers before the trade deadline? Are they feeling some pressure from somewhere? Are they feeling like the 49ers gotten better? They feel like the Eagles just got better? Do they have to combo that now and try to go get better? Is this why they're floating out there that they are buyers because of the trade before the trade deadline? Key, I think that makes a huge difference when your team knows that no matter what, everybody's all in this year. It's not like let's plan on next year, let's do And that's what you see, guys, that's the locker room, that's the urgency in the locker room. When people see guys coming in late like this, you hear people start talking about getting those last few players that you think you need to get you over the hump as we go towards that trade deadline. Absolutely, that makes a difference. When you see teams that, you're, that are in the top, like we talked about it, contending with you, adding players to make sure that they secure the areas of their football team as they get ready to go down this stretch and get towards towards the Super Bowl. Absolutely, you got to get in that race. You need to understand. You need your locker room understanding. We are in this race to win right now, just like Philly, just like San Fran. And yet, I don't, Keyshawn, think that Jerry is thinking about San Francisco or Philadelphia or Detroit. I think he's thinking about his Dallas Cowboys. I think he just hyped over what he saw on Monday night, and yet he discredited it. He almost disqualified it on Tuesday by saying the game was disjointed and sloppy. But he knows in his heart of hearts 
that Dallas, when it was time to make the plays in that game, made all the right plays. He knows that Dallas is 4-2 and two going into the bye, just a game back in the loss column of all those teams. So he's just saying, we got a shot. So you don't think he's thinking about you don't think he's thinking about Detroit, Philadelphia, and the 49ers that have gotten better, where the Cowboys are basically it throttle in neutral right now, just cruising along, and all of a sudden the Eagles just went out and got a future Hall of Fame wide receiver. The the, the Randy Gregory is now with the 49ers. The 49ers aren't as banged up as we initially thought. Sounds like they all gonna play in this next game. And the Philadelphia Eagles are getting ready to bounce back on a Sunday night against the Miami Dolphins. Yep. And you don't think for one I minute that Jerry Jones, Will Clay, Stephen Jones, and Jerry Jr. sat in that room and said, we got to get better. No, I don't. Oh, because okay. They got to see. Here we go with the delusional. Yeah, no, no. They got to see Julio Jones <laughs> up close and personal in the opener. Wow. And in the first playoff game. And I'm here to tell you, I think Jerry would scoff at what you're saying right now about. So why why all of a sudden are they so active then? Why all of a sudden are they going to be so active in uh, looking at exploring the opportunity of bringing players in before the trade deadline if they're not worried about nobody in the NFC? Okay, but again, he, he just thinks they got a chance to go win it all. That's what he's thinking right now. They're in position So if you, so go if you got all. a chance to go win it all, Michael, why even go bother to get but, anybody? But you always think, stop, stop, Key, stop with that. What you mean, stop with stop. what? You're, he's you're done this always he's looking to improve your team. Okay. On that, regardless, you're always looking to improve your team. So, now, what does that entail? You got to make sure that it's the right fit. You bring someone in. You got to make sure they're right. You feel, Philly didn't just pick out Julio Jones. They got there, there are other receivers out there that they could have gone to got. But they know that AJ Brown is not going to be disrupted no. with this talent coming in. So are you? So are you suggesting? Too. Are you suggesting, along with Skip Bayless, that the Dallas Cowboys are fragile to a point where? If you brought somebody in that it would hurt C.D. Lamb and he would feel a certain way about... Well, 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 that's just what Michael said. He said it by saying A.J. Brown is on board with it. So are you saying C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks wouldn't have been on board with going to get Julio Jones? Okay, but if I know Jerry you see, Jones, you, you see, yeah, go you, ahead, You Mike. see what he did, though, Skip. Don't what let did him I do? do? Don't, let him do. Don't let him try that. Don't what let did him I try? try? What yeah, did I do, Skip? Yeah, oh boy. Ain't, ain't nobody slick. say you. Now you're trying oh to make it about the sensitivity you of the just... players. We're talking about, it's not just sensitivity of one or two players. It's about keeping the whole stability of the locker room and keeping moving. So are you suggesting to me, then? Are you suggesting to me, Michael, that the Philadelphia Eagles locker room is stronger than the Dallas Cowboys locker room as far as sensitivity goes? Are you, is that what you're telling me now? <laughs> there you go again, buddy. Keyshawn, AJ played with him in Tennessee. Unfor- he loves unfortunately it. for you, Key, I've spent too much time in a courtroom, and you can't get yeah, me with true. that. I'm just true. letting you yeah, know right now. I ain't tell you none you of that. I ain't tell you yeah. none of that. All yeah. I told you is what I told you. That, you know, any locker room, every locker room, you got to make sure whatever stupid you put in the pot stirs together well. That's yeah. all I'm we saying. We're only talking about you're, two you're, locker you're, rooms regardless. here, though, boss. Right. We're right. only talking about two teams, right. the right. Eagles and the Cowboys. Right. Skip, y'all suggested to me that A.J. Brown well, had an influence on signing Julio Jones Obviously. because of the relationship and the sensitivity of... Right, right, right. That's right. what right. Michael used. He used right. that word. I did it. 
<laughs> so what that tells me is he senses All right. issue in the Dallas Cowboy hey. locker room if you bring in this a Julio Jones. Now, 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 now it's going to be Kiki said that, wait, wait, first we had Sherm said C.D. Lamb is not a number one. The man had to go seven for seven, seven, for seven. to get his love. Now we got Keith. Now the news going to Keyshawn said that C.D. is too sensitive to bring it in. No, you said Come it. On, I didn't Keith. say it. Stop you said now. it. No, I told you every locker room is sensitive, and you have to make sure that whoever you bring in does not disrupt the locker room and that they and everybody can move so forward uh, so and so again, Skip, he's saying mm -hmm. that the Philadelphia Eagles locker room Whatever. is stronger than the Cowboys okay, because they're not right, sensitive. Let me sum this up for you. I'm here to tell <laughs> you, just I as I told you, I was not afraid of Ezekiel Elliott going to Belichick, and I am okay. not afraid of Julio yeah. Jones going okay. to the Eagles. Right. He is not going to be the catalyst yeah. that changes life in Philadelphia. Okay, he may not be, but y'all yeah. better go get Cortland Sutton. That's what y'all better do. Well, if you could just snap your fingers and get him for a three, I think Jerry would do wish that, it was that easy. in a minute. Ooh. All right, yeah, up next, too. we got to change the subject because we got to talk Ja Morant. <laughs> ja responded to a Coach Prime tweet That's yesterday. Key. Did Ja get the message? Debatable. All I did was put it. Ja Morant responded yesterday to one of Dion's inspirational thought for the day tweets. This is what Coach Prime tweeted. How do you see yourself? You've got to start seeing you the way God sees you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more than a conqueror. You are created to have dominion and you are blessed. Please understand all the positivity going on in your life and stop allowing the negativity to dominate your mind. You are God's masterpiece and the light of the world. Now act like it. Preach. John Preach. responded on Twitter, right on time, Prime, much needed. A new ESPN story goes deeper into all the incidents Jaw was involved in last year, several, of course, involving guns, and says when Coach Taylor Jenkins, GM Zach Kleiman, tried to talk to Jaw about what kept happening, Jaw showed disinterest, even apathy, which was denied by Jaw's agent in this story. So, Keyshawn, let's start with you. Do you believe that Coach Prime's tweet will hit home with Jaw? You know, I don't know that it'll hit home. But he certainly felt it. And, and, and Michael, you would know this too, Skip. When, whenever you are going through some things in life mm. and there's a message, you know, if you are in church and you're sitting there and there's a message being delivered, he isn't looking at you, but you certainly feel Feel you feel it. You, 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 you know what I'm saying? You feel, you, you feel it. You're like, right. yeah, he's you talking know. to me right. directly. Mm -hmm. And right. so right. I think that's where the prime thing in Ja comes to connect. He wasn't talking to Ja, but he was talking to Ja. And Ja has had issues in the past. Clearly, he's missing games this year because of suspension. And you have an opportunity to sit back and reflect on things that you have had to deal with throughout your life, and it sits home. Yeah. When you when you think about what Prime is saying, when when he sits there, and you talk about 
stop allowing the negativity. Well, that negativity is all the things that you have gone through from the time that you were in Denver with the situation at the gun and you were in the car again waving the gun and you were at the volleyball game getting to a confrontation or a confrontation yep. in front of the house yep. or on the plane with liquor, disposing it for the world to see on one of those video streams. That's what he's talking about. And now as Josh sits back and he reflects on that, Michael, he's sitting there saying, man, I've got to now figure this out. He feels it. Doesn't mean that it registers and is going to stay with him because four months from now, it could get lost. It could just it, one ear and out the other. We see it in, we see it all the time. So hopefully in this situation with the right people surrounding around him and the Grizzlies stepping up and getting him the necessary help yeah. that he needed, not mm -hmm. the 11 days that he spent in Florida after the incident in Denver, but real help, yeah. real counseling, then he could become someone totally different, Michael. Mm. Yeah, you guys, uh, <clears throat> I got, you know, and listening to it, and I, I, got, I got emotion over here listening to it. I've heard him say those same things to me, yep. you know, and, and he's right. I've heard him say it. I've been there. I've seen him talk to me in that manner. Let me tell you what I believe will happen here. You know, now what will happen, I believe, is, is, is a, a, some form of relationship will start. Because I know Dion will try to have that relationship with him so he can continue to be in his ear. Skip Key, we, we, we all come out and we say a lot of things, but you got to still fall back into the element that you are in and go around the people that you have been around. The reality is, just like a lot of us, Jaw has to make a decision. Jai has been blessed with gifts and talents that can take him and change the outcome for his family. But everybody's not meant to go where you're going. And sometimes some of the people that have helped you get to these places, it's hard to say, man, I appreciate all the work and all the things that you've done when we've had nothing and you've helped. But, but I got to continue to move and go forward and, and, and try to do things the right way. And, and sometimes that means... You don't got to cut people off, but you got to distance yourself a little bit. You can't be with people all the time and running around. I got a son. He, he, he raps. His, his rap name is Tut Tarantino. If you ever listen to some of his raps, I'm like, oh, my God, where does this come from, son? You grew up in a gated community your whole life, but he's rapping my life because we romanticize and fantasize about that old Thug life, ghetto life, and all of that stuff. When, 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 we, when we used to work to get away from it, now we've gotten to a place somehow we're running back towards it in the music and everything. You know, in, in the days I was coming up, all of those guys that you see, the John Morans, them hanging around, those guys were still around us, Key. But it was, they, they, they were like, get out of here. Stop doing this. You got a chance to make it out of here the right way. So those guys would try to tell you to stop being in these neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. Stop hanging out. Go do what you have to do. It, it's not like that now. The guys are more hanging on and want to go with guys, and, 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 and you're tearing up careers. I mean, we got to be good enough in the neighborhood to know when God has touched somebody with that gift that time is talking about and be good enough to say, hey, man, you shouldn't be around here. You shouldn't be doing things. You got a chance to do it the right way and change a lot of lives and help out our people. And we got to be strong enough to do that. Mm. Okay. Speaking of rappers, 
In a few minutes, we're going to have Lil Wayne join us once again in studio. And when Jaw hit bottom last year, Lil Wayne called me and said, do you know how to get in touch with Jaw? And mm. I said, well, mm. he... He follows me, so I, 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 I don't DM people, but I, I said, I'll mm. DM him. I'll send him your number. And Wayne said, I can help him. And trust me on this. I know mm. Wayne raps and I know the lyrics and I got this, but he is a deep dude and, and he Good knows. Dude. He knows life and he knows right from wrong. And he could have helped Ja at that moment. So I DM'd Wayne's information and he never heard from Ja because I think Ja was in, in another place at that point. So this, this response to Coach Prime's tweet gave me hope for Ja. I'm right. his biggest fan right. because, to your point, Michael, you were talking about gift. I, I mean, it's just we all agree. We all right. get it. And the ESPN story points out that before his draft, so many scouts went deep dive on deep background checks on him, and it quotes a bunch of these scouts as saying he had zero issues in his past in college or mm -hmm. high school. He came from right. a good home, a two-parent home, and yet now the story right. points out that the Grizzlies believe his father, T, who now travels with him on the road, has become kind of a quasi-NBA superstar of his own. You know, he's living the, the, the good life as a, as a star on the road with his son and that he's become an enabler for his son. And yet th this describes him as a choir boy in his rookie year until his second year. He got paid. He got his money and he made his first all-star team. And here it went. As the story says, the alligators got him. He began to drink more and more. He began to show up, according to the story, looking a little hungover, be a little late to the team meeting the next morning. He was taking his, his friends from his past and a bunch of his family members on the road every time to, to every game. And it would take them all out to, to different places and they would go to strip clubs. Yeah. And all of a sudden his life started to change dramatically and for the worse. And one thing led to another and led to another. And I tried to go with it to the point that when he finally hit bottom, remember, he posted a statement saying, I have a problem and I need to go get help. And I was like, hooray for you, young man. Go do it. He went to some facility in Florida, I guess. He, he wasn't there for two days. You, you can, I know these things. I've been through it with my family. If you're going to go to any kind of rehab, you have to go for at least three weeks, if, if not three months. And he was there for a couple of days. And then he said, I'm great. And he said, I didn't have an alcohol problem. I had a stress problem. I just had to learn how to cope with stress. I, I don't know. I, the, the, the one quote in the story that hit me was from the GM I just mentioned, Kleiman, who was a couple of years ago the GM of the year. He, he just said, at this point, it doesn't matter until Ja follows through. I couldn't care less about words. Ja has to now prove it. Obviously, he's out for 25 games. So, Keyshawn, you, your thoughts on, you, you know, you, you've seen kids come from bad backgrounds and struggle, but he came from a really right, solid right. background right. and well, struggle. Well, look, Skip, you, you said a lot right there, right? So I'll try to unpack it right. slowly but surely, piece by piece. When you talk about a kid with a two-parent household yep. growing up, I didn't grow up with a two-parent nope. household, only my mom. My mom raised six of us. But I, within that household, though, I had aunties and cousins yeah. and brothers and sisters that kept things a certain way. Where, where were you in the, I'm the youngest, order, youngest? The youngest. Right, the youngest of, yeah. of six kids. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> as you look at it, 
You have to have people around you, like Michael said, that says, yo, you got an opportunity right. to do something outside of what we've done. This is cool for now, but you got bigger goals and bigger things in your life. Yep. Now let's fast forward to his dad. It's his father, okay? Mm. No matter what anybody says, what it's his know? father. Mm. And in this professional sports mm. world, and Michael could attest to this because he played at a professional level, he has 17 brothers and sisters, <laughs> he, he knows. Family mm. members, when friends and hanger-on types start to come around, certain family members feel a certain way that they're going to get pushed aside yep. for those that you are closer to, which is more your age, your peer, your age group. So a lot of times, the parents become the enablers because they don't want to get X'd out. We see it all the time. They get X'd out the equation. Now they feel a certain way. So his dad, who I've been very, very critical of because I want him to be a father opposed to a friend yep. and snatch him by them damn braids and get him to do right. Yep. And if he does that, he ain't going to get X'd out. But at some point in time, if he continues to allow things, which I think it will be different this year because clearly over the last right. year, they've learned a lot. Right. They've seen a lot. So you would hope that things would be different mm. for his dad to take control of the situation. Yep. And as far as bringing family and friends to games and treating them and doing those sort of things as grandmom, things like that, we're going to do that. That's just that that is what we do. OK, because we are the breadwinners. So we are going to take care of our family to an extent that we don't crash and burn while doing it. And I think Ja is, is good hearted for those sort of things. But the extracurricular stuff has to stop or else he'll never have the opportunity to con continue to give them lobster and steak. OK, it just it won't happen because teams will get fed up. Contracts will be lost as they were, and some of the sponsors will drop you, things like that. Yep. I see it all the time, man. I see it all the time, Michael. Yep. And you try your best to teach yep. guys, hey, that's not the way to go. But everybody has their own situation. Part of the blame, I'll close in this, part of the blame goes to the Grizzlies, to John Morant, and to the people around him. Mm. Equal shares for everybody. Yeah. Right, right. And, and, and Skip brought up something, you know, and one of the things that I speak on a lot in all season is fatherlessness. And this is a touchy subject for me, you know. And, and, my, and I, I grew up in a two-parent home. And hearing that John Morant grew up in a two-parent home, you know, the numbers are astronomical. You, you'll have 30% Caucasian, 51% Hispanic Americans, about 73%, that's almost 75% African Americans, fathers not in their child's life, not in the kid's life. So, so, so John Morant's father's been around. That, that's good. But, but do we need to take control of that or does he need to take control of that yes and help John Moran out and say hey man let's make better decisions you know that's the whole idea if you got your parent around you're expecting them to make better decisions and sometimes it, it is disturbing that 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 you see people are starting to say his father's around and 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 and, and an enabler in this situation. I want to honor his father for staying in his life when, when so many African-American fathers are not in his life. But I do want to say, hey, Let's make sure we get him going in the right direction, man. John's a, a, a great talent. I guarantee you, and I hope 
Dion reaches back out to him and, and solidify that relationship, not just tweet back and forth, but solidify that relationship so he can have a sounding board or somebody that don't eat, drink, smoke, or do any of that stuff to get advice from. That's the best thing that I love about time. Time, you never got to worry about it. He's never done any of that. So whenever he's speaking to you, it's strictly from the heart and for your benefit. See, Skip, you mentioned stress, mm -hmm. right? About Josh saying it's stress, it's not the the, the things that people that's think. That's family it is. stress. He ain't lying. But that but that is I was just about to say, Michael, that's real. That's that's real. That's real because that's you're real. being pulled so well, many real. different directions. Yep. Now people trying right. to pitch you against your dad, pitch that's you real. against your cousin, right. pitch you against friends right. that you grew right, up Keith. with that you brought right. along. So right. that stress will allow will make you go do other right. things because now you're right. off the court. You want to just kind of Enjoy yourself. So now when you're trying to enjoy yourself, you are picking the wrong uh, uh, things right. to right. enjoy. Right? right. That, that, oh, that's that so happens. good, Key. That's so good, Key. That's so good because, I, I mean, I, I can speak to that to totally. Totally. And then you start using it. You start using it as an excuse. I'm drinking because y'all bothers me. Leave me alone. All of that stuff that you're using is a crutch. But it is stressful. And you throw it back at your family to back up, leave me alone. I've been doing this. I'm just, you know, I'm taking care of everybody. All of those things. Key, you hit the nail on the head. I'm talking. I ain't telling you something. I heard. I'm telling you something. I live. I know you're telling the truth. Mm. So what's intriguing about this is that that you both have children, but you both still control their purse strings. You, you know what I mean? Like like you are the provider. Right. But now the roles have been reversed because the father no longer has the purse strings. Ja has the purse strings. So right. So so the father is is going, you know, he's riding along with Ja now as opposed to vice versa. Remember right? what I said, Skip, yeah. you're not trying to get X'd out. No, you don't want to get X'd out. You, you don't yeah. want to get, I right. see it yeah. all right. the time where mommy right. gets X'd out, daddy gets X'd out, yeah. the homeboys are now running yeah. the, okay. the whole deal. Yeah. And by right. the way, one other right. thing that was pointed out in the ESPN story, they quoted Jeff Calkins, who's a longtime Memphis columnist. Remember, Memphis, mm. I believe, is the smallest NBA TV market. So Ja is by far the biggest fish in that town. Such a big fish that Jeff Calkins is quoted as saying, he's the biggest star we've had since Elvis. Well, think about that. Mm. that that's how big he is in that fairly small town. And as you guys know, that town has a rough mm. side to it. Mm. It, is, it, it, it is can Elvis be like, still alive? Mm. He may be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but Jaws still that is a, that's a quite folk. a compliment yeah. that is quite a compliment yeah, that's how still. big he is in that town Elvis. yeah so right. it's it's right. hard on him because he's got everything at his fingertips and then as it quotes a lot of people in the story is saying the the choir boy that we knew when he was a rookie became somebody else and he started coming to all of our, our establishments and getting into it with everybody and insulting people and and with big chip on his shoulder, and he changed radically. Well, again, when you're mm. treated like Elvis and you're only 21, 22, yeah. right? You just got to mature. It's just hard to cope with it because you've never, you came from nowhere because he was, remember, he was lightly recruited out of high school. He goes to Murray State. He didn't go to Duke. You know, he, he, he wasn't a Kansas superstar. He wasn't that guy in college. 
people thought he could be, and, and again, he went. But he was a number two pick. Well, he draft. was a number two. I, I got it. But, whew, it's 25 games, and I hope he's learned his lesson. But I, I did appreciate in the end that he responded to Coach Prime because that was a – in fact, right. when, when I first read Dion's tweet, I thought it was aimed at John. I thought it was, it was targeted for John. It should have been because it – Well, it, it was. Yeah. Without it being direct. Right. Remember what I said? Yeah, When I you're sitting it. there, man, it feels like you're talking to you. Yeah, I got it. All right, up next, Michael Irvin, who has not been with us for the last couple of days to talk Cowboys, is about to unleash about what Micah has been saying. That's next. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is he still celebrating that so far? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Speaking of, Michael Irvin has not been with us the last two days, so he hasn't had the opportunity to weigh in on Cowboys 20, Chargers 17, or on what Michael Parsons said Tuesday on his podcast, mainly that the Cowboys and Dak Prescott are judged far more harshly when they lose than the Eagles or 49ers are when they lose. So, Michael Irvin, the floor is yours. And you guys, let me tell you something. You know, because I was traveling here to New York, right? New York Stock Exchange had some some meetings and some interviews over there, and I'll go there after I leave here, right? So, 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 so I, I when I when I see what Michael Parsons said, I call Chris. What did Keenum say about that? Because I was traveling. I need to know what did they say about what Michael Parsons said. And I said to them, I was saying to him, I, I love what he said. I want to know what in the hell took you so long to recognize this. Why, it, it helped me crystallize why, why, why I got Kittle saying F Dallas instead of Dallas Cowboys saying F San Francisco. It's because these guys don't see it correctly. Mm. They don't see it right. It absolutely. Guys, listen, let me tell you something. I, I want to speak calmly here. I usually get on people whenever someone asks to be treated fairly. That's usually someone that's not a hard worker. And they're bigger. Treat me fairly. I, I don't even want someone to treat me fairly. Great and hard workers, people like Michael Parson, he says, and he should be saying, treat, get, treat me justly. Because if, if I want to be treated just. Fair says give everybody the same thing. Just says give me what I deserve. Michael Parson really means treat, being treated just. And he, he's not getting treated just. Fairly, you're the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody's tuned in, turn, turn in on you. So take these opportunities and make the most of it. What I did, like, is that you're realizing it now. My mom used to tell me this. She said, baby, when you get something good or you get something that really bothers you, put it in your bank. And I want the Dallas Cowboys to realize this. They're right. They are judged unfairly or unjustly. You're right. But that's okay. Put that in your bank. Hold on to it. And every Sunday, when you see someone else across from you, you'll make a withdrawal and put it on his butt and say, hey, they don't treat me right, so I'm going to treat you dirty. That's how you do that. But you got to take it into every game. And him mentioning this means you're not taking that into every game. You should have been taking it into every game and take that intensity and lay it on someone else. Mm. Come on, guys. Yes, you're getting treated unfairly. What are you prepared to do about Michael? it? That's the mean. Michael. Yes. How yes. the hell are they being treated unfairly? 
Stop, Key. Stop, Key. Stop, stop, stop. stop, There is no stop. Stop, Key. How are they being treated unfairly? How? Because you got 42 slapped upside your head against the San Francisco 49ers and they dominated the game. And so people talked about how poorly you played, how poorly the offense and defense played. That's treating unfairly? It's America's team. It's it's the hype. It's the people like you and Skip after you get Uh run out the building still talking about going to Vegas. It drives people crazy because y'all are... Key, 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 wait, okay. You said after we got run out of the building. I said to you, and I and I text you, when I text you that Mortimer, we were back. What do you think I was just pitching that out the air? I, we won that game. How are you and back? I knew said Philly was and, and Philly's looking at right now playing a team that's scoring 50 points a game, and right now we're talking about the <laughs> issues that they're having. You know, four two that means both are gonna have two losses. You're right back in the driver's seat, and you still got no, two games you're, against the Philadelphia you're predicting Eagles. You and hoping now, you, they lose. Right, you're right, hoping right. they lose at home right. at night when the weather changes this time of year in Philadelphia. You're hoping you're not back. You walked you walked in. We're back, uh, You ain't nowhere near back. Right, right, right. We're back in the race, Key. Yeah. You're back in the race. Right now, through seven games, you want to be in the race throughout this series, throughout the season. And you're back but in the you race. Never, you could have you, a chance you, to be two you, games up. Two games up, that, that's a lot of games up this early in the stage, this mm-hmm. stage, at this stage in the season. That's what I was talking about. That's big. And you guys are doing it. What are we back? We're back to talking about the three top teams, and you put Dallas back in there. Last week, I, I, after I they lost Dallas to San Francisco, the they were out of that race. I, I, I did not have Dallas race. in the top three teams, Skip. You mm-hmm. know that. I picked San Francisco, Philadelphia, and that team in Detroit yeah. that looks reckless right now. Mm-hmm. I did not, and I had Dallas at four tied with Seattle. And yet you don't have the guts to say Dallas is going to miss the playoffs. What? Skip, I said to you, if they lose to the Chargers, they're going to definitely miss. I dropped that because they beat the Chargers. Mm-hmm. They still got a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're going to win the next couple. Well, I don't know about the Rams, but... They got a couple cakewalks coming up that they should win, Mm -hmm. okay? And then they got a gauntlet of a schedule, and you know this, Skip. Okay, but what have I been The fourth toughest schedule left in the National Football League. I got it, and they're going to finish 12-5 and because no team in sports history Mm. inspires overreaction like the Dallas Cowboys, for better and for worse. And you were a victim of that, Keyshawn, after 42-10 to because you overreacted and you buried them. No overreaction. Exposed, you said. Oh, they, they didn't were, get exposed. Right. Fraudulent. They didn't get exposed. They had a bad night. Oh, they had a bad, and they that, had a bad night against Arizona too. Okay, well, they're four and two right and, now. And, and right and, there's the key. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Four right and two. Right there's and they, the key. If, four and two. If, if, if four. Arizona, right. If Arizona didn't exist, then 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 maybe you get away with that pal and and what happened with San Francisco. But coming off Arizona, Key, I, I'm with you. I understand why you guys said, "Oh God, this team doesn't belong." And, and you that wasn't being unfair after the after that beatdown that San Francisco gave them after that slip up that they had in Arizona. But me saying that they're back, up. back in the race, back in the opportunity. How many slip ups y'all gonna have, Skip? It was, a it was a slip up. 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 222 yards of slip up. Skip. I can't yeah. believe Skip had an answer for you. I Skip had five. said five. I like he nailed it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
right we gave away. up 222 <laughs> yards. Then you said Belichick's going to run the ball down our throat, <laughs> and they tried 23 times and got 53. Okay, the Chargers tried 23 times beat and a got team, 53 yards. Beat a yards. team with more than one win. How about uh, that? Okay. How about we're, that? We're about to. <laughs> yeah. We're about to beat the Rams. You okay. think we're going to lose to the Rams, right? I, didn't, I, I did not say you that. Were I said there. the offense nah, is going to be a problem for y'all. You don't have That's going to be a good game. Conviction. It's going to be a problem. Okay. Right. All right, Michael. It's going back, to be a good game. Back to you about Micah. My issue, I told you going into this year, we went back and forth sitting right here at this desk about right. it. I told you I need him to take it up a level this year. On the field and in the locker room, I need him to mature into the leader of this football team. So I didn't need him on his Tuesday podcast to be captain obvious. I need him to be the captain of the team because that was captain obvious on the podcast. Yeah. Dallas is always judged more harshly because they're America's team. You played for them. You won three Super Bowls. You should have won five in a row. You're the Dallas freaking Cowboys. So Micah should embrace that. He should be proud of that. That should be a badge of honor that America judges you more harshly. You're in the catbird seat, baby. You're you're a Dallas Cowboy. That's the point. You're it. Right. You're it. And that's what's so surprising, Skip. And, And honestly, I mean, honestly, even you, you said, Captain Obvious, I, I, I can't believe we were even talking about this. And, and, and the fact that they said it with such fervor is really, it's like it's shocking to them that they don't really get why they're talked about so much, you know? And, 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 and why can't you use that? That's the whole idea. And that's what I said. I've been sitting there for 20 years trying to say, you guys are walking in games not understanding that there are people that just want to beat you badly because you I wear do. the star on the no, side of your helmet. No, they want to beat you badly because so of people like you and Skip. That's why they want to beat <laughs> no, you badly. And it because of no stars. Because people like you. The very definition, the very definition of fan is fanatic. So to say, oh, they got crazy fans, everybody got crazy fans. I understand it's short that. For but, but it's fanatic. Not, it's just, just that we have so many more fans but, but that you can't get away from the Dallas Cowboys and Cowboys Nation that other people get upset about it. Michael, Even when not, they want to talk about their that. team in their city. Look, look, Keith, what did I send you the other day? We went so far. It was all dark blue. When we go to Arizona, it's all it's, dark but that's blue. Not the it's the only team that but goes into other cities. Problem. It, but that's not the that problem. That is the Mike. problem. It's not. It's the problem. It's that's not. why everybody talks about I, it. Look, I play for y'all, and I love playing for Dallas, but I am removed from playing for the Cowboys, right? I'm, I'm so far removed from that. The problem is not the amount of fans you have. The problem is you're damn annoying, okay? You sent that video. Wait, first of all, you won by three points against the Chargers. Should have won by you 21. celebrating on the sideline as yep. if you just clinched the NFC Championship game. Four like, two. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The celebration. Then you, of all people, with three damn Super Bowl rings, umpteen Pro Bowls, <laughs> in the Hall of Fame with a yellow ja- gold jacket, you was up there acting like you ain't like you like. Oh my God, we won! <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Like a Look at this. Look at that. Come on, this is why people don't like the Cowboys, because of that stuff. 
Not because of the fans oh, sitting man. in the stands. Look at all the fans. Look at all that. All and you the, see is Cowboys. First of all, it's the Chargers. It's the Chargers, Mike. Sean, you picked the win. You picked the Chargers to be the Cowboys. I'm talking about the fans. The Chargers are talking about the fans. They don't support us. It's the Chargers. with me, Skip. Mm. We sh- I should have taken Skip. Skip, you should have gone with me. Yeah. This would have been I so far. Michael, you should have gone with me. This here. is embarrassing. Right with you. Yeah. This is embarrassing, <laughs> Michael. This is embarrassing. Y'all won one game. This is not the championship game. Hey. And you want to know really, why really. people don't what, like what, the what, Cowboys? What, hold on right, just a second. Right. It was the culmination of a great weekend for right. the Cowboys because Philly lost to the Jets. San Francisco lost at Cleveland. To the backup quarterback. Right. Really? Really? Right. And, and we won, and we're 4 and 2. We're a game back. Okay? And we were buried the week before. To, Are you talking about somebody losing to a backup keep quarterback? Going to San Francisco. You know, Joshua Dobbs was the backup quarterback. You do know that, right? He's but we, well, let's get back to We beat New York Jets, and the Jets just beat Philly. Y'all don't do anything with that. You don't do anything with that. Michael, you let I can, that go. I can but play. if it was reversed, it would be more reasons to kick Dallas out. This is the stuff that Michael's talking Bingo. about. I just need them to chew it and exactly. spit it back Mike, out. I can play. I just need them to I can move the pieces around all type of ways and say, well, this team beat them and they beat them. And you can do that all day long, Mm. all day long. I can look back at it and say they didn't run the ball to Jets at all with with Hall. They didn't even think about Garrett throwing it. I can do all of that. Mm. That doesn't matter. What I'm talking about is what you mentioned. They hate the star. People dislike the Cowboys because of stuff like that that you just displayed. Mm. That's why. It ain't got nothing to do with winning because they hadn't won a Super Bowl since you, Emmett, and Troy. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't stop. And you saying, and Skip always why wants to sit up there talking about why I'm fueling them. Celebrate? You do. You get wait, game wait, wait. balls what? for these wins. Right. Yeah. Right. I get right. game balls, so right. I should have a lot of game balls over the 27 years that they haven't been able to win then, <laughs> even when I played on the team. Yeah, right. You know, it, the expectations and, and, every and single year is ridiculous. Mm. They yeah. had us out of the playoffs after that beatdown that we took by San Fran. No, you, I was going to put you basically out talking about you need to get re- revamp Mike McCarthy, get rid of everybody. Yeah. So, so, so when you lose poorly, when you lose poorly, and it, it matters how you play, we already we, we talk about, man, this team ain't going anywhere. This team might not even be in the top tier, might not be in the second tier, might be in the third tier. We do all of that. But when they win, oh, it's not that big. It was only by three points. You you know, most games in the NFL are decided by one score, right? Now we got to start throwing all of that no, but no, no, out. No, 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 you're, yeah. We're invested <laughs> okay. in what's going to become a Super Bowl. You've been, invest, you've been invested yes. for a long time, Skip. No, I don't want to hear about history. You always say, I don't want to hear about any history. You won't right. even let me go back to 2019. So I don't want to hear about any of that. Okay, I will. Okay. now. I'll, I'll talk about the first six weeks. I'll just okay. leave it at that. All right. Remember, we did beat the Giants 40 to nothing. I watched Sunday night. The Giants should have beaten the Bills. They had them on the ropes, right? So and if I ran for president of the United States, them, I Skip, should be the president. Skip, they don't Stop. take yeah, any of that right? stuff into Stop. an account. They, just, it, 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 they don't see any of that, Skip. They don't no, see I it. don't see that they the Giants should have beat the Bills. <laughs> no, I do not. 
No, I do not. Enough of that. Up next, (laughs) we're going to talk about James Harden, loser. Next. (laughs) Come on, Skip. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. It appears James Harden is executing his exit strategy from Philadelphia. Missing yesterday's practice, reportedly while in Houston, Sixers say they were given no reason for the absence by Harden or his reps, that it was unexcused. So, Keyshawn, just you and I here. What happens next? Well, eventually he'll get moved, right? But the, you, the, You've the, been saying this from the start. He, he will just get traded. He's going to you know, get traded. Because but, you always say when an NBA star says, I want out, he gets out. Well, not even NBA. Professional athletes. Yeah. Okay, and you say, well, it's a no. Little, it's a little harder in the sport you play. But it's not. Mm. And here's what I'm, here's why I'm going to get there to you, Skip. So he'll probably come back and play tomorrow night in their final preseason game. He may come back and just make nice and just do it mm. because the other side that he potentially could get traded to, the Clippers, is probably saying, just, just go play while we work this out. Mm. We'll get it done as yeah. fast as possible. And when I say professional athletes, when they ask to be traded – they always get traded. Mm. This is different than trade me or pay me. That's a difference, right? That's a big difference. It's a difference because I am negotiating financials with you as a player. So I don't don't like you. I don't dislike you. I'm just trying to hold on to money. That eventually gets worked out. See Jonathan Taylor. See other players. Jonathan Taylor said, I want out. They said, no, 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 you ain't going anywhere. Eventually, he got his money. He did. That's different than being disgruntled, Mm -hmm. being upset, being agitated, being mad. When you are at the point of no return, they move you because they don't want you in the locker room disrupting everything. It's not that you're even doing anything. You may just be lacing up your shoes. But at any moment, something triggers you. You may, Daryl Morey may walk through the locker room. Mm. And now all of a sudden, James Harden, who does not like him, will not even refer to him by his name anymore. He's calling it front office. So when you start to get to that level, it's unfair to the players. It's unfair unfair to the fans. And it's even more unfair to Nick Nurse, the head coach, who's a new head coach. He doesn't have anything to do with this, man. I'm just trying to coach the team. I'm just trying to coach the team. Mm -hmm. I just want to do my job. I liked what he said. If he's here, we go. If he's not here, we go. Yeah, but you you have now inserted him Mm -hmm. in the middle of this mess Mm -hmm. by holding on to James Harden. Mm -hmm. So Daryl Morey at some point in time has to get out of his mind, I'm doing the best job for the Philadelphia 76ers in trying to get the most value back for him as possible. At some point in time, he's got to let the ego part of it go Mm. and be able to say, you know what? I owe this to the fan base. I owe this to the players and Joel Embiid. They don't need to be asking. I'm answering questions every single day about where James is. What is James going to do? How, what if James was here? They don't need that. Nick Nurse, he doesn't need to go to the podium after a game. What if you had James Harden here? What if James Harden's mindset was different? Mm-hmm. What if you, could you install him into the lineup? How come he only he's only playing two minutes a game? He doesn't need that. So Maury has to eventually come to a meeting of the minds with the Los Angeles Clippers, which seem to be the favorite team in all this equation and the only team that's willing to take on a player like James Harden because guess what? 
they can handle the situation, mm. okay? Kawhi Leonard and PG can handle it, along with Westbrook. They, they're fine. On top of that, Ty Lue. Ty Lue is the X factor in all of this. He's willing to yeah. take this on because he knows he's going to do what I need done. Mm. And that's all that really matters. So I think eventually he does get moved. And I know he, he you know, uh, didn't like his stay in Houston. And he didn't like his stay in Brooklyn. And the Brooklyn thing fell apart when it was supposed to be four championships in a row. And that mm. thing crumbled. And now he goes to Philadelphia. It is not working out in Philadelphia. No. That's okay. All you need is one, one team. And the Clippers are the team that's willing to take on what you probably would call a headache. <laughs> a migraine headache. A, a, a head-splitting headache. <coughs> this was about money in the beginning because he opted back in because he says he was trusting the guy he will no longer name. Yes. To pay him max money if he would opt in first at $35 million. And And Maury's like, maybe he pulled a little wool over his eyes because Maury's like, why you're, would you're James not, have to lie? Okay. Well, you're, he, he's saying you're not worth more than $35 million now at this stage and age, at age 34. The point is, as a longtime diehard NBA fan, you won't find anybody who loves this more than I do. I just can't take the story anymore because this guy quit his way out of Houston, and then he quit his way out of Brooklyn, and now he is quitting his way out of Philadelphia he has loser. I wouldn't identify okay. it as quitting, okay. but go ahead. Well, he just he gave up in Houston. He got overweight, and then he goes to Brooklyn. He wouldn't play. I got a hamstring. Stop it. You're what's wrong with the NBA ratings, which have fallen off over the last couple of years because people don't So you blaming him on the NBA ratings? He's like the face of this to me. And I know there's a lot of, you know, uh, uh, game management and, and, and minutes management and all those things that are happening that people don't like. But in the end, James has what I call loser intangibles because he's never done anything that really mattered in this league. He won MVP, but I'm talking about mattered in the postseason. He is never there. He did have the really Warriors down. Him. If CP3 okay. stays healthy, right. they probably okay. win but that then he series. he goes up there, and if he's that guy, go look at the numbers and what happened in Game 7. And last year, he had two flurries where he was he flashed his all-time greatness against, against Boston. Boston. And he scored 45 in Game 1 at Boston. Then he scored 42, and the series is tied 2-all. And they get up 3-2. to two. And in game six and seven, he goes a combined seven of 27 and one of 11 from three. It's just classic vintage. Can't count on him when you need him the most. He's, he's coming. He, he, he's getting very dangerously close to the edge of that cliff where you fall off the cliff. And all of a sudden, the league just says, you're more trouble than you're worth. Because he's not worth a max contract right now. And the Clippers know that. If they're going to get him, they're going to try to sort of steal him and get him on the cheap and, and hope that Philly is going to pay a, a big portion of that contract. So to me, I, I have no idea why Ty Lue would want this headache. Because he I know, can play. Okay. Well, Regardless he, of what you think he, about his ability, yeah. he can still play basketball when he's motivated. And Ty Lue can get him motivated. Hey. I mentioned to you with PG and Kawhi, along with Westbrook, can get him motivated. Yeah. Skip. Listen, if you have Russ and James Harden in the same backcourt, which they once shared back in their baby days in Oklahoma City, but if you have them in the same backcourt at this stage and age, Ty Lue will need another one of those sabbaticals he once took at midseason. Well, I think Ty Lue knows what he wants. That's why they're trying to get him. And on top of that, Jerry West is still somewhere 
hovering in the building. He's not the general manager, but he is certainly an influence on what they do. So do you trust somebody like that? I don't know how much input he's having into this because my gut, knowing Jerry the way I do, is that he would say no to this. But I could be wrong about it. I don't know. I'm just guessing that, to your point, I could see where Ty on Pride would say, I can pull this off. I could see where Kawhi and Paul would say, you know what, let's try this. Players know players can... better than the media sure. and everybody no, else. Yeah. Players know players. Yeah. So when you say... Although, did LeBron know Westbrook? Yeah, but LeBron knew Westbrook. It wasn't a LeBron thing. It was a Darwin Ham thing with Westbrook. It wasn't a Lebr LeBron and Westbrook are fine. That's no, not the mean, issue. It was a Darwin Ham. I know, Westbrook but, but thing. Russ was a disaster, and I'm pretty sure LeBron wanted no, him no, gone. I'm not, and I'm not talking about player on the court. I'm talking about personality. Yeah. I'm talking about players, no players, mm -hmm. personalities. If I can play with him, if I can tolerate him, that's what players do know. Mm -hmm. As far as the coaching Westbrook with Darwin Ham, that didn't work out. They didn't see eye to eye. I'm not sure. And he rolls over there to Ty Lue, and Westbrook looks like a whole nother person. Yeah, I still, I don't think you can win with him, but that's just me. He's just, he, he's it, such a bad, he, he's high turnover, poor shooter, and it's a at, lethal at combination. At times, he yeah. has struggled to shoot the basketball. And at times, he has turned the basketball over. Okay, not at but times. Clearly, routinely but clearly, the they feel over. a certain way, or yeah. else they wouldn't be, Okay. He wouldn't be on the team, nor would they be going after James Harden okay. if they didn't feel but I say he can good help. Good luck with that. James Harden is the oldest 34-year-old who ever played NBA basketball, and, and and he does not stay in prime shape the way LeBron does at going on he age has, 39. He, he has not stayed in prime shape mm -hmm. in Houston. In 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 Brooklyn, he was fine because he got whatever. I don't know what that was. He went from Houston in this big marshmallow-looking suit. He did. And got there to Detroit. I mean, he got to Brooklyn in yeah. a day, and he looked like he was 100 pounds lighter. I don't know what that was. I have no idea. But he was motivated in Brooklyn to play. He was there cooking in Brooklyn. Okay, he was running the point. Uh, Kyrie slid off to the two. He and did. then, obviously, K KG, uh, KD was doing yeah. what KD does. Yeah. But then when he realized that that thing wasn't going in the direction, he saw it first and foremost and said, you know what? This ain't, I don't want to keep dealing mm. with this. I need to get somewhere else. He thought Durham Morey, who is now in Philadelphia, says, I got you. Don't mm. worry. Let's let, bring you over here. They had got tired of Simmons. They moved on from Simmons and packaged him up with a couple other pieces. They did. They made that switch. You can't argue that <sighs> at that time that wasn't a good move for Philadelphia. It didn't work out. I mean, mm. they had a deep run. In the playoffs, it didn't finish the deal. Now I thought they were going to be really good last exactly. year. Exactly. Not being a hypocrite, exactly. I thought it would work because I thought Joel would win MVP, and he did. Exactly. And I love Tyrese Maxey, and I, I I love Doc, and I thought it would all click, and that happened. But and I then, just, and then yeah. you get Durham Morey, who tells you know, if you sit here and you tell mm -hmm. me something, Skip, mm -hmm. and you don't stick to it, I got it. You're gonna have problems with but it. But it speaks volumes that the one man who believed in you the most for many, many years, who when you left Houston took out a full page ad in the Houston one of the, the Chronicle, I think it was, thanking James for all that he did for the the city and for the Rockets, that guy you, you turned on or turned on you, whichever it was. I was just about to say, to say, what if he turned on him? I don't know. And Harden didn't turn on him. Because if I tell you that I'm opting in at $35 million and you're either going to trade me or extend me, yeah. and then I come in with my representatives looking for that extension and you mm -hmm. act as though, uh, I, didn't, I didn't say that. That's not mm -hmm. what I said. <laughs> what, what problem do you think you're going to have?
I would like to hear Maury's side of it, and he has not publicly expressed his side yet. Oh, really? Not yet. I wonder why. I wonder why. Or the guy with no name now. It's almost like what Parcells did to Terrell Owens. He wouldn't even call him by his the, name. The right? front office. But I think in the end, Harden lands in Clipperland, and you sing in a different tune, all-star break. Okay. That's what so I think. Do you believe in the Clippers with James Harden? I believe in them as far as what? Laker yeah, I was about to say as far as what? The, okay. Laker, the Clippers okay. are going to always be the Clippers to me. Okay, so what, what? how much better can they be with James Harden? That's the They're question. They're going to be better. Because I, I say they'll, they'll be, be worse with James Harden. No, nah, they'll be better. Yeah. They will. I don't know, I don't know what, what is worse than worse because now it's like, well, the, the question becomes, will Kawhi play? Will he be able to stay healthy for the whole year? They say Well, he he's still going to load manage, so it doesn't no, no, matter. Okay. All right. Okay, we need to talk... Kyler Murray, because he is now back at practice, which begs the question, what should the Cardinals do with him now? Kyler Murray is back at practice 310 days after his ACL surgery. So the question looms, Uh-oh. what should the Cardinals do now? Play Kyler, look to move on from Kyler, or both? Keyshawn, you first. This is a this is literally a hard question for me because Kyler Murray was tied right. to the hip of Cliff Kingsbury in mm. these situations, right? And you think mm. about the system in the air raid. Now you bring in a defensive-minded coach in Gannon who came over from the Philadelphia Eagles who won the division last year. I just had to take that shot at you real mm-hmm. quick, Skip. Yeah. But when you look at <laughs> the Kyler Murray situation, money is tied to this decision, okay? He accounts dead money, cap money, just this year alone, $97.5 million. And as we always say, Michael, follow the money, right? You just follow the money. In 2024, $81.5 million. In 2025, that's the first time you probably at $33 million could start to say, well, we might, if it doesn't work out, can move on from him because that number is much lower from a dead cap standpoint. Now, they're not going anywhere this year. I am not in a rush as a head coach, as a president of a team, a general manager, and an owner to put him back on the field no matter how itchy he is at getting on the field. The money's spent already, right, Mike? It's already done. Mm. So why put him out there right. in a situation where you're sitting at one and five, your only win is against the Dallas Cowboys, mm. who you rushed for 222 yards on? So why even put him out there? You just sit tight, let him continue to rehab, continue to get healthy despite him wanting to be on the field. Mm. It does nothing for you but risk the opportunity of him getting hurt again in a situation that is going nowhere. So if I'm Coach Gannon, he's my guy who's just going to be rehabbing the rest of the season because the season is pretty much lost. Yeah. Key, you know, it's interesting, and I thought about it when you said it, him being a defensive coach. And you know defensive coaches, they want quarterbacks. They, they Just don't turn the ball over. Don't make any mistakes. And Kyler Murray can, can be a great asset, especially with his ability to run, if when you have a defensive-minded coach. But, but listen, when, when I see this situation, I, I hearken back to all the other things that you heard before, you know. So, so Kyler Murray now has had time away from football. Let's also remember all the stuff people were saying and, and what was coming out of the locker room about yep. Kyler and leadership. They put in the contract to make sure you study. The one thing I do know, Skip and Key, 
when you go through an ACL, uh, you go through an ACL and you're that close and you're thinking to yourself, I may never play this game yeah. I love again. It changes you. It changes you. It makes you w- – w- now I guarantee you Kyler Murray is thinking, man, I'm never going to take for granted even practice. Even practice. I'm never going to take for granted these moments I get to study this game and be the best at it because I remember waking up from that ACL and the, and the doctor told me, he said, lift your leg. And I couldn't even lift my leg. I wish somebody would have told me I wasn't going to be able to lift my leg because when you come out of it and you see that kind of thing, you get devastated. I went into a serious depression because I thought, oh, my God, I just got here. If I, I just got my family out of the ghetto and I can't lift my leg, how am I ever going to play football? So I know he went through something, and I know he's going to love the game when he gets back on the field. I think it's smart to try to get him on the field right now, whatever you're going to do with him. If you're going to keep him, you need to put him in this offense and get him the rest of this week season as many reps as he can in this offense. If you're going to do anything else with him, you need to put him on the field to let the other people see him back to being healthy and playing football. I think it's a positive sign that Kyler Murray is on the field, and I think he'll, I think he'll be a different guy when he gets back. Mm. So, Keyshawn, I think you were concluding they should be done with Kyler Murray. No, what, what I'm saying is this year, mm. and they should be done with it. Now, if Coach Gannon makes a decision in the offseason to insert him into the offense and tailor the offense around him, then we're having a different conversation. If you think about it, when new head coaches come in and they didn't draft a guy and they didn't sign off on that guy, they tend to want to move in a different direction. The problem is you got about $200 million of dead money before they actually could think about moving on from him. So he's got at least two, two and a half years to showcase that he can fit in any system at any given time and show he still has that Oklahoma rookie of the year type skill set. Okay. I still believe. They they need to find out. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying they need to find out how he fits in this system and what he has. That's the whole reason they made the change. But I wouldn't do that. But I wouldn't do that right now. We're one in five. One in. Yeah, we're one in five. Why would I do it now? Because he's your franchise quarterback, and you and have invested heavily, and you need to get him right. back on track. And I love Michael's point because right. to go through the potential depression or revelation that you might yeah. have of that, that that 310 days away from the game that that we thought you loved, right. but you started to show us that you liked video games more than playing real live football. <laughs> Because that's what all, all I heard from from that everybody. side. Everybody right. said he's addicted right. to video games. I played against hey, him. You, I played against him in, in the Madden tournament a good in 2020, and I don't even play Madden. And he was serious as they come. And he wiped you out. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. what the, the no contest. Relax. Okay. Okay, all I right. didn't play. I didn't know what I was right. doing. Okay. <laughs> but but the point is, he really knows what he's doing with the video games which is why he wound up with what Michael referred to a homework clause that got made public. And I assume he signed off on it. It it became part of the deal. So it's going to get reported on and it damaged his reputation, probably all all the way around. They eventually took it out of his deal. But but again, it got publicized because it was out there for all to see. And it did maybe some permanent damage to his reputation around the league. 
All I know is in 2020 and 2021, he did make the Pro Bowl. I know you shoot it down and poo-poo it and say everybody makes the Pro rookie Bowl. Of the he year. did do that. No, no, no. He, 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 he won Rookie of the Year. He was. He, when he, he was healthy, and when he was healthy at times, he became a problem for defenses in that system. Yeah, The right. problem with that right. system that Cliff Kingsbury was running yeah. – it's not for the long haul. That's why people don't run it in the National okay. Football League. And it's a fair point that you made that Cliff wanted body and soul Kyler Murray because he had recruited him in, back in the early yeah. days at, at, when he was at Texas yeah. Tech. It didn't work out. But, but the point was he finally landed Kyler Murray, and it fell all apart. And it got to the point where Kyler's yelling at him out on the field during timeouts. It, we, we saw some right. ugly-looking video. It was a mess, but 2021, if you look at the numbers, he was seventh in QBR in the league, and he was seventh in pro football focus grade in the league. That's top 10, so he had a top 10 quarterback year, and he doesn't have just quickness. He's got video game quickness. Right, right. As long as he's not addicted to playing video games. But what you got to understand, though, Skip and Michael, is that I'm not saying he can't play. What I am simply saying is you have a defensive-minded coach. Then you said it, Michael. He just wants a quarterback to just kind of not turn the ball all over and manage some things. Right. Kyler Murray has to get underneath the center in this system. It's not all shotgun 99.9% of the time. So he's got a lot to learn. Why Learned, rush right. him back right now when you're not going anywhere? Yeah. Next offseason. You, you, you just said, Keith, you just said they're stuck with him. So what are you talking about? He needs to get the reps. This is a new system. He needs to get in here and start learning so they can maximize. He can learn and practice at OTAs and then later on in training camp. I don't want to set him back with an injury, nor do I want to get him injured for the future. That's that's just the way that my mind thinks in this situation. Yeah. And I, I can I, be I wrong. Think, I th- yeah, I think this them not starting this season off and, and it's them saying we're taking it slow with you and we're coming around now and week seven and, and, and them, that's them saying we're taking it slow with you but it's getting that time now where you have to get them on the field you ask why but because right now teams are outscoring them in the fourth quarter like 65 to they're seven. one in so, five so yeah, michael they, they, i yeah key, 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 i understand what you're saying but that don't mean you give up on a football season. That you, don't mean you start saying, okay, it's okay to lose football you're games. You're still five. trying to win your football games. Your only win was against the Dallas Cowboys. You're one in five. Don't put my franchise quarterback on the field in week mm. 10 because he's not going to play this week. So you figure he's probably getting back right. on the field week another 10. Another week or two. It's another two weeks. Okay, so another two weeks. That's week nine. Mm. What, what's the point? Right. Mm. Keyshawn, I think you just don't believe in little quarterbacks, right? Oh, little co-host. Which one? <laughs> little co-host. The one who's in better shape than you are. That guy? Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. So I did not say I did. Well, I, I, yeah, little smaller quarterback's not my favorite. but No, but he is stout. He is no, put I, together. Yeah, no, yeah. He, he's a small on the smaller side yeah. of the quarterback position. Yeah, I got it. All right, up next, we got to talk Dolphins at Eagles. Mike McDaniel erupted yesterday. What what was that about? I love it. I love all these eruptions. All right, back to the NFL. Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel 
appeared to show some uncharacteristic anger yesterday when he was asked his thoughts on some people saying several quarterbacks could do what two is doing if they had that much talent around them. Here's what McDaniel had to say. Let's push this podium over. Um, my my answer to that would would be who the f cares because it's it, there's it is a team we're we're working together and I know one thing um, I've coached stuff a long time I haven't seen um, people do what our guys do. Hmm. <laughs> the Dolphins are two and a half point underdog Sunday night at Philadelphia. Ooh. Michael, start with you. What do you make of Mike McDaniel's reaction to that question? I believe he's absolutely correct in all that he's saying. And I love that he said people are saying our quarterbacks. That means, you know, him and Kyle Shanahan has been having some conversations about this situation. Yeah. And he's saying the same thing that I've always said. Stop calling people system quarterbacks. You're always trying to find a perfect system for your quarterback. We just talked about Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. They thought that was going to be the perfect system mm. for Kyler Murray. Doesn't make him a system quarterback. Yeah. It's, it's a good system for you. I, I, I was... I, I just can't be the voice of reason. It doesn't even sound right. Michael Irvin is the voice of reason on this. There is no such thing as, oh, he's only playing well because he's a system quarterback. We, we got to stop saying that. We've seen so many quarterbacks in this West Coast system, all variations of the West Coast system, and they haven't had this success. When, 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 when Tyreek Hill started talking about how accurate, how accurate, uh, uh, how accurate his quarterback is, Tui is. Everybody thought, oh, God, you're passing around. He's as accurate as Patrick Mahomes. Oh, boy, get out of here. But he really is in that short passing game. That's what he does best. And Mike McDaniel has pulled that out of his game. Brock Purdy, his ability to discern what's going on and, and dispense that football, that, that's his greatest gift. And those guys harp on it more by giving him an ability to read defenses and get the ball out of his hands. That doesn't, that doesn't diminish what they are doing. The coach's job is to accentuate it and, and, and give them more room to grow and give them more things that they're great at to do. And that's what those coaches are doing. I don't call them system quarterbacks. I call them NFL quarterbacks that are having a great year, and coaches have found a perfect system for those quarterbacks. Yeah, you, you, you're right with everything that you are saying, Michael, except, except the part that, He's not a system quarterback. All quarterbacks are system quarterbacks because you have to find the right situation for a quarterback. And, and what I mean by that is I can't take Tom Brady, and I'll use Tom as an example, and put him in Baltimore's system and what they want to run with a quarterback like Lamar Jackson or Huntley because that's what they want to run in that particular system. Tom Brady can't do that. His skill set will not allow Jaylen him Hurt's to do that. Jalen Hurts' system was built for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts' system was built for Jalen Hurts. And they're trying to take it to Anthony Richardson. Same thing. Sa same exact thing. The systems right. are built for certain talents. Remember what I always say about quarterbacks. The situation and the surroundings will allow them to show their true skills in progress. 
If you go back and you look at the Miami Dolphins pre-Mike McDaniel, and I was one just like many others, was like, eh, man, come on, man. Tua ain't all that. He ain't going to stop it. Y'all buying into the Alabama stuff. But he got the right coach with the right situation in the right system with the right players around him so that he can utilize his skill set, get the ball out quickly, process the information, and be deadly accurate. Now, you can't do that with every quarterback. Everybody, Every quarterback, just because they play QB, can't fit into what the Miami Dolphins are doing. Right. Now, the right. two guys that you mentioned are somewhat interchangeable, which is Brock Purdy and Tua. Now you say, well, why would you waste a high pick on a guy like Tua when you can go get a guy like Brock Purdy? Well, you're not, everybody ain't running around looking for Mr. Irrelevant to be their quarterback. They happen to hit pay dirt in that situation. And for Tua's sake, he happens to get Mike McDaniel because if he was stuck in the system that was in Miami prior to Mike McDaniel, we would probably be having a different conversation about Tua becoming an MVP because he wouldn't show the things that he's showing us now. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to be in a system that utilizes your skill set a certain way. This is the one position, in my opinion, that depends heavily on the system in which they're in. Quarterbacks get drafted based on what they did in college. People look at them, they say, this is the perfect guy for us. Then you go and it's like, Ugh. you go to Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. He had Hugh Jackson there. It didn't work out. Then he got in the right situation. Although Baker won seven games his rookie I, year with, with Hugh I, Jackson I, I, after they I, went. I understand well, oh, he won 16. seven games, yeah. but he looked different. He didn't look like the guy when he finally got Stefanski. It was like, okay, this is the guy that they drafted number one overall because the system and the coaching allowed him to show certain things that we did not see in that seven-win season. Mm. That's the whole point. It, it systems is for all quarterbacks are in systems, man. That's just the reality of it. Okay, right. so there's a lot of semantics right. going on here. But, Keyshawn, I, I disagree with your analogy of Brady to Baltimore because right. they're more and more, they're trying Brady to turn. Brady can't run the, no RPO the, game, right, man. They're trying to turn Lamar into a pocket right. no, no, passer. No, what, they, what they did, Skip, is they went out and got a coordinator mm -hmm. who understood the passing game. He does. They're not trying to turn but, him but, into but you nothing. Could, you could take Tom, right. obviously, in his prime, right. and if you put him into that Baltimore system right. right now, he would operate because you'd just be calling Brady plays. You wouldn't ask him to be running RPOs that are but in the system. But they want to run RPOs. That's why they're the yeah. team that they are Very because good. of what they were able to do with Lamar when they moved on from Flacco. They inserted the system for Lamar to be able to become the MVP, to rush for over thousand yards yeah. and still throw for three thousand no i love tom brady too yeah. but tom brady ain't running for no damn thousand yards man Heck no it ain't I, happening but i love right. but if you told me that right. they take josh allen yeah. and they put him in baltimore mm -hmm. then i would tell you that's the same thing okay but they're baltimore and we're not on baltimore right i know now, i they're, just was they're, they're gonna have to let right. lamar run a little more because it's who they are it's who he is and i know he might get a little beat up but he can do it he'll be just fine Tua, yeah. on the other hand, right, right. I, I was never sold on him at Alabama. I said, no, no, no. He does not have an NFL arm. But I give Mike McDaniel all the credit because he has worked wizardry with that kid. And he has kept him out of harm's way because Tua has been beat up so many times. He had five surgeries reportedly at Alabama before he got drafted. He had the concussion right. issues. He has kept him out of harm's way because he's releasing the football 
before anybody or even right. thinks about coming out of their break. But he's got a track team that runs underneath a lot of his throws. And it is working. So far, so great. Now, I need it to work on Sunday night at Philadelphia. Oh, you scared me? Right, right. You said Come that on, Michael had him beating him. You're right. And you had You're him right. beating him, though, right. in Philly, until y'all heard that no, the no, Philly no, was no, favored. No, no, now, no, all of a what, sudden. What? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't mind Philly. Let's see, let me tell you something. We, we, we can talk about that, and that's going to be a, a very good game. We're talking about now Tua being a system quarterback. And I'm telling you, who they're putting up five, almost 500 yards a game. Almost 500 yards yeah. a game. And, you, and we're sitting here like you can go and find anybody you to do this You can't out go there. and find anybody. anybody. Right, you can't. That's 500 yards no. a game. We we just got to stop because that doing particular that. We person stop taking though, credit away from people. But that particular person <laughs> has to be able to do what two is doing within this system, and right. everybody right. can't do it. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. But but I'm going I'm to push back on you on this, Key. I believe Brady can work now, now, in, in the what? Baltimore system. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Let me, t- let, let, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because Brady has always won his Super Bowls in his system playing inside out. Remember, Peyton play, Manning play, played outside in. Play, play, Brady, Brady played yeah. inside out. Now you got Mark, you got Andrews, and you got Zay Flowers. You got both of those inside elements. Brady played with a tight end and a good inside yes. route man. I, I, I'll take his running out, but, but, sure. and he can still you play from that pocket. You that's what they're trying the, to you get. You can't Lamar take the running out because that's what well, makes gonna, Baltimore. They, they, what Baltimore is. Right. You can't, well, you can't eliminate that. System for Lamar. Well, yes, that's what then you it, would be changing. This is what we're talking about. Then you would be changing the system <laughs> if you put Brady in. Okay. But you, you, you tweak right. the system. You don't change it. You tweak, you tweak it. it. You're still playing inside out, and that's what I like that Baltimore okay. is doing right now. Man, enough, go back to SoFi, enough, man. enough of that. Lil Wayne is about to join us next. His Lakers are saying... LeBron is in better shape and even more engaged than ever. So, so what? We'll find out. Usually the GOAT joins us on Fridays for Wayne's World, but he's here on Thursday. And we're happy to have him here on Thursday. Welcome to you. Right, Way to go. You're looking good. You sleep any? Yeah. An hour or two? I'm still trying to define the word. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I know this will get you awake because we need to talk about your Lakers and your Lakers who are now raving about how LeBron is in better shape than ever. Awesome. And is even more engaged than ever in leading the team. Darvin Ham says LeBron has been a freight train, quote-unquote, powering down the lane in practice. So, Keyshawn, I'll start with you on this. What do you expect from LeBron as he turns 39 on December 30th? Last year, what did he go, 29, 8, and 7, mm. something like that? Yeah. So I expect the same thing. Mm. I don't expect any, any drop-off at all. I mean, you're hearing what's coming out of the clubhouse from training camp about what he is, what his body is, and then it's just a little extra nugget. Imagine what he just had to go through with his son, Bronny James. So you become focused for different reasons, in doing things. And we could talk about the $2 million he spent on his body, allegedly, or we could talk about all that. That's cool and all and fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. 
The one thing that I will tell you is his willpower. Mm. That's the key. And he has that. And you say, well, his extra leadership, well, what extra leadership? He's, he's a leader. That's just something that somebody is, is saying or somebody wrote. Yep. He's a leader. Ain't no extra leadership. Extra he is what engaged. he is. Or extra engaged. Okay, so he high-fived the guy and it looked like he wasn't high-fiving him a year ago. What is extra engaged? What does that even mean? <laughs> Thank you. I agree. And your thoughts? Uh, first of all, I heard, I, I heard how great he's looking and all that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I honestly thought it was uh, just to, I kind of thought it was, they put that, put that out there to get, it, get him off of the, the whole uh, Michael Cooper thing. Mm -hmm. and that's what I Maybe. thought it was about. Yeah. Now, all of a, now all of a sudden he's extra engaged. And you just, probably he, smart. You just told him, just said that he wasn't engaged because he was Oh, because he was eating, eating dinner yeah. during the... What was dinner, man? It was fruit. It was what? dinner. It was I fruit. Saw, it was I, like I, a I bento like, box. No, it wasn't a bento box, man. It was some yeah. cut up fruit, you be serious. I'm, I'm watching the show yesterday. I'm like, I want to throw something at the TV at this man. Man, that's him. Well, he's, he's eating at the end of the bench during the pre... He's completely disrespecting the again, game. Again, I'll tell you again. Like my homeboys told me yesterday, they said... Because the people watch the show. They said, man, the dude can do whatever the hell he wants. Well, He's got a billion dollars. Okay. And he got championships and MVPs. He can't and eat. He, can't and eat. he can do anything he, he wants. cannot eat. But he can't eat during he a game. Oh, the, come on. You know in your heart of hearts... That Michael Cooper is a respected. I never said he wasn't. Oh, hell, uh, he, I never said he wasn't. Oh, he was a defensive player just, of the year. I, I, he I was get five that. times first team all yes. defense, three times second team yes. all defense. And how many meals he ate on the end of the bench? Never. That's because he's never. not. All that you just said is okay. because he's not the not, king. He's not. That's hey, look, why. <laughs> as I said yesterday to you, would I have preferred mm -hmm. LeBron? To eat in the locker, in the locker room, room because of people like you. That's well, why. Well, people That's like anybody. No, How about people, people like, you? like Michael Cooper. Uh, he's yeah. like you. He is. <laughs> yes. He played one what five rings for no, the no, Showtime No, no, I'm talking Lakers. about. I'm talking about dissecting. Wait, Michael Cooper's got one more I'm, ring I'm than the king. About, I'm talking about dissecting. Everything that somebody does I'm is what I'm talking about. This, this was a diva move. This was a oh, look at oh me move. It was. <laughs> I'm going to sit on the end because I'm the king. And I, if I eat, I know the camera's going to stay on me. The camera's on him regardless. You, you in this business, have you ever heard of ISO cam? <laughs> yeah. Okay? I ain't LeBron James. And every right. game I played in, I had an ISO cam. Okay. they wanted to watch every move I made. All right. Enough about eating dinner. And it was a dinner at the end oh of the bench. Let's go. Stop. Here we go again. I, I have been through this every year. I've been on national TV shows ever since LeBron entered the league. I feel like we sort of came up together in, in our <laughs> relative businesses. And yet, every year, it's the same thing. It's, I know, it's like it's, he's growing it, and you haven't. <laughs> okay, you got it. But it's like myth-making. Every year, I hear, he's in better shape than ever. He's more engaged than ever. What? Because he's 39 okay. years okay. old. Okay, yeah, but... But in better shape than ever. Yes. When you hear that, mm -hmm. doesn't he come out and be, be, do better than he did last year? And all of a sudden, the story be, how is he yeah. doing this at thirty? To, yeah. and I, so everything you hear, he's nope. backing Man, it up. Man, it's one hundred percent right. Okay, you know Skip? what the story was last year? What? When I heard he spends two million a year. Two million? You, you don't think Kawhi and KD spend? Three or four million on their health every year. Well, they, they, they spend yeah. that much, but they, they everybody spend, spends. They okay. need to get it somewhere else, then. It ain't working. Okay. Right. It but ain't working. Tap the wire, come out of that, man. Okay. <laughs> I, I know for a fact they work out just as hard as LeBron does. Yes, and but I, they I, not I read, LeBron, no okay, skip. Read their the bodies don't look like Cr LeBron. Christian Wood, the new Lakers. They're not 39 like years Christian old, Wood. skip. Okay. But Christian Wood said, 
I showed up one morning at 7. He said, well, it was more like 7.20. LeBron was already in a full sweat. And I'm going, oh, okay. But a lot of guys get up early and go work But then we're not talking about a lot of guys. He was talking about LeBron. He's okay. talking about LeBron. All right. Well, I was talking about LeBron last year in the playoffs because four straight games against Denver – you had them on the ropes going to the fourth quarter. Four times you were in position to win games. You won none of them because the king disappeared in the fourth quarter. He shot a combined 7 of 23 in four fourth quarters. He had quarters. a poor he, shooting he fourth a quarter. a combined 1 of 10 from 3. That's why they got what, four what did I hear sitting, sitting at this other... debate desk? All I heard was he tennis. hit the wall. He ran out of gas. And I'm saying, no, he's the best conditioned athlete in the history the world. No, How do you even... run out of gas? How do you run out of gas? That's when he's so, going to like get unrealistic. Yeah. Man, you no, I'm being totally he's one of the coldest rock stars in the world. You don't think his pipes every now and then get tired when he's up there blowing? No, he never gets tired. You don't think yeah, his pipes I, get I tired when he's up crazy. there blowing sometimes? Come on, man, like stop. Relentless energy. Like <laughs> no, man, it don't, it don't matter how well conditioned you are, Skipper, keep trying to tell it. you this. You run out of gas okay. at some point, the man carried them on no, his back got, to the, the Western Conference Finals. The whole the state come of on, come now. On, man. Okay, you can't have it both ways. So I want to go on the record right here, right now. If he's in the best shape of his career, 39, Brady played till he's 45. Oh, come on, that's stop a different sport. it. I mean, Okay, it, it, it's not that old. It's a different sport. Every year. Brady, gets, Brady ain't I, running up and down, down court like no. Well, he's getting knocked on his butt in when? ways that LeBron. Brady, Brady, Brady fell when he slipped. He didn't get You last year, laugh, he was getting man. clocked. No, I'm not making you laugh. I'm telling you the truth. Brady's not running up and down the field like LeBron is running up and down the he court. Okay. I, I got it. But yeah, he, played, he knows it, but he's bringing it up. He so played a violent game until he was 45, and he played. And basketball is violent, too. No, no, no. No, oh, no, no. He played a violent yeah. game that was not not violent to him. <laughs> well, he, listen, his last year he was getting rocked more more than you guys are giving him credit for. What I'm do you, what do you say? They went eight him. and nine, right? I'm not discrediting, okay. but I'm uh, not going to diminish okay. right. LeBron's ability okay. because you are. But it's always myth making. Like you got to put him back up on a pedestal that even he does not deserve to be on. I just figured it out, Keith. Yeah, I just figured it out. Okay. Brady last last year was it, it, he didn't make it to the playoffs, right? No. And well, what happened in no, he, he, he made it. He made it. They, they made it one. They won the division at like yeah, they're eight, 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 nine, nine, eight, yeah, nine, eight, nine, eight, nine. They won a division at eight and nine. Yes. And you know the king yeah. was fighting for the championship. Yeah. Yeah. That he don't like okay. that. No, yeah. I because when you make that comparison, I, he don't like that. Hey, he, he wanted Brady to be fighting for a Super Bowl. No, no. Wait a second. That wasn't gonna happen last year. Hey. I love Rob Polinka. He should have been the GM of the year last year because he changed your life. He turned it around at the trade that was deadline. His, that was him and LeBron's that, job that to team, do that. Not LeBron. It, that was it, all what Rob do you mean? It was Maybe their LeBron job to do it because they signed off on Westbrook. Hey. You know that they, was not they all had, rise, Skip. They had a squad last year. They had a good enough squad. Yeah, to and, they're, and they're even better they're now. There. Okay, there we go. So I don't want to hear ran out of gas. That's excuse. Does it mean? Does not mean that other people didn't get better in the conference, though, oh, Coach? Does not mean that which Phoenix didn't get better. It doesn't mean that Phoenix didn't get better. Doesn't mean that the Nuggets didn't learn from their championship yeah. win and okay. got better. Well, doesn't maybe, mean that Golden Yoke State and Chris maybe Paul didn't get better. Doesn't mean that. Maybe this year. If the Clippers get, if the Clippers somehow figure out how to get James Harden, doesn't mean that it won't click. Doesn't yeah, mean just click. because the that Lakers are better, 
doesn't you know. mean just because the Lakers are better that they're going to win the championship. Okay. All I know is the Lakers might have a new closer named Austin Reeves, and he oh, might change your life. He'll, he'll get Okay, that's yeah. part of the team. Yeah. We, okay. If he could change our lives, we want him to. So okay. Yeah, we're so not against Austin King, Reeves. No more excuses. Oh, You're man, out stop. of excuses this time. Up next, we got to get Lil Wayne's thought <laughs> on Dion and Ja that we discussed earlier here on Unsputed. That is next. This delusional dude. Man. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Ja Morant responded yesterday to one of Dion's inspirational thought for the day tweets. This is what Coach Prime tweeted. How do you see yourself? You've got to start seeing you the way God sees you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more than a conqueror. You are created to have dominion and you are blessed. Please understand all the positivity going on in your life and stop allowing the negativity to dominate your mind. You are God's masterpiece and the light of the world. Now act like it. Ja responded on Twitter, right on time, Prime. Much needed. Our man Lil Wayne still with us. Your thoughts on Ja responding to Dion. First of all, that wasn't a that wasn't a personal that was that wasn't personally to Joe, was it? I, it, it? I thought it was when I first yeah. saw it, but it should have been. But go ahead. Yeah, it sounded it, like it was. You know how it I is. Mean, you know how it is. My yeah. answer is going to be plain and simple. I think you know when when it's when he's talking to you and ain't even talking to you, yeah. you know, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that's <laughs> that was one of them situations. Yeah. You know, like because if not that, I just found out that he didn't. It wasn't a personal. I mean, you just came. You read that. You felt you had to respond. You have your reasons. Good sign. Oh, it's a great sign. Okay, because I've mentioned this before, but you and I were talking about job ja in the throes of all of his problems last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you asked me, do you think you could reach out to him and get us and you and, and he in contact? And I tried. Yeah. I DM'd him. I never heard a peep back. I gave him your contact information. He was going through a lot. He was going through a lot. Yeah, but this is the same thing I was telling Skip and Michael earlier, just like you said, uh, Wayne. Right. I don't know if they call you Wheezy Wayne, Lil Wayne, whatever. Uh, Wayne. It is, even though it's not directed at you, yeah, it's you, talking to you because you, you feel it. it in, in no matter yeah. what it is, it's that message that's being sent because of your lifestyle and how you live in, you know, in, 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 it registers to you. It happens all the time. It, it, this is nothing new, but the fact that he was able to recognize that, in, it, 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 it seeped in his soul, and yeah. he was able to say, Okay, he talking to me. Even though Prime wasn't talking he to me. Right. He didn't tag right. him or right. nothing like right. that. Yeah. It just was right. a message out right. there, Michael, right. that yeah. was being right. sent that yeah, he like said, he. okay, right. he's talking to me, so now I need to respond a certain way. And it is for the good. It, it is for the good as long right. as he continues to hold right. on to that message. Mm. Go, Michael. Well, and that's, that, that's the start of it. Because him responding, and what, what you're talking about, Key, is when you're sitting in church and the pastor brings up something, he's not talking directly to you, but you feel it. That's called picking up your mail. That's why I go to the Potter's house, because Bishop Jake always delivered a mail. He gives me something every Sunday that I need to get through my life. And, and the great part of what this is, is that it wasn't directed at y'all, and I don't care how much advice or knowledge or impartation you want to give to someone, it ain't good unless they're ready to accept it. Okay. And the fact that that y'all replied, 
Now, and Dion didn't send it right at him. Did y'all reply? That means y'all's in a place to receive that information yep. and hopefully digest it and do good things with it. That's the good part, that he replied without being prompted to reply. That tells you the position he's in, and he's trying to get better now. Mm. Opening up, you know, it's opening up, Skip. It's just it's opening up his thought process in his mind to give in to whatever it is that he's been going through uh, over the last, yep. you know, couple years. Yeah. I also point something out, something else out there. Oh, he also could have right. responded just to Unk. Yeah. He didn't mm -hmm. have to respond post. So that says a lot too that he's Dion. also yeah. that right. he's also ready to right. show You're the right. world that he's You're ready right. to move in the right. So place. that was the second time. Right, Luane, I'm shocked. Yeah, go ahead, right. Michael. Go ahead. I, I'm shocked that he wouldn't get back in touch with Lil Wayne. Nah, he probably uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> He was I, real busy. I'm busy, but I understand. Hmm. But, I, but I'm sure he has such an admiration for you. And, and, no and, doubt. And a lot of times we hear, you know, a lot we hear, we hear a lot in the music. You can give him a lot of advice. You can help my son. Because just say, you know what I mean, just talking about, listen, there's something about the music and, and, and living life. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's just those guys, I, I'm surprised he wouldn't listen. I, I'm sure well, no, he would. I don't think, I don't think, that, really I don't think that's message. it, Michael. I think, I think uh, if he had gotten the message, yeah, I think it was, so it, was, it was tough. No you know, doubt. it was hot at that point. No he like, man, let me and turn off my phone. Coming. I don't want to yeah. talk to nobody. Right. Yeah. I've been there, too. I know. I know. Yeah, this is the second time yeah. Ja has publicly acknowledged he does have some issue he needs to deal with. And the yeah. first time was when he went to, quote, unquote, rehab in Florida, and it lasted like two days. Right. And I'm like, what was, what 11, was that? Days, I don't right? know. Counseling. But he was back in New York, and all of a sudden he's reinstated. And I'm saying, that's <laughs> not enough time. I, that, that was yeah. just a bunch of hocus pocus <laughs> that they, they, yeah. they duped us on that one. They misled all of us. I was all in. I said, young man, go get your help. Yeah. And maybe but, we'll see but, you in but, three but months. Skip, no? Just go ahead, Mike. Skip, there's a process. There's a, there's a process to all of it. Any kind of... Uh, uh, trying to get your life back straight. There's a process to it. Mm -hmm. Relapse, relapsing is part of the process. Yeah. You know, when you come out of anything that you have a problem with, and first of all, let's be real. Everybody has a problem, y'all. Not just you. Mm -hmm. We all have issues. We Each of us have at least two of us and all of us. It's the person that we That's show everybody and the person we don't want anyone to see. Yeah. And we all got that. We all got that. So don't think that you're the only one with issues. And that's another way you get isolated and you're thinking you're the only one going through things so you don't talk. That's why Jaw reaching out to time when he wasn't even reaching out to him right. is so important because you got to be willing to receive before you can achieve your goal. But what we're talking about right here is part of it. The relapse is part of it because once you get the knowledge and then you relapse or go through the problems again, you say, wow, why am I back here again? How am I back here again? And then you start really moving forward. So I'm expecting this time he will really start moving forward. Mm. So here's the unanswerable question. Is he reachable at this stage and age? Because he's still a very young man. What is he, 24 years of, of age, entering this be year four in the league. He's got his money. He's got his stardom. He's got a city that he 
owns. We talked a lot about Memphis because it's got a rough side to it. But there's a quote in the, the new ESPN story about how he is the, the, the biggest thing since Elvis in Memphis. And I Ooh. believe that. Well, that's that's a mouthful. Is that that John, the co- no, it was the, the columnist, uh, one of the longtime yeah. columnists in Memphis told ESPN. Yeah, we, we consider him the biggest thing since Elvis in Memphis. Ooh. Well, that's OK. So it, you, you own that town. Yeah, Elvis, uh, yeah. I was trying to figure out if Elvis is still alive or not. No. You still haven't answered that for me. No, well, I I don't know. I, ca- I can't say that he's not. He, he'd be, I what, I can't wouldn't he be 100 years old? I, guess. I plead the fifth. <laughs> you plead the fifth? Have you seen him? I said the fifth. Okay. You know how the Elvis fans is still alive. Yeah. All right. But I so. think he will, to answer your question, I think he can, in, I think he can learn from this. I think the answer to that is he did learn from this and without me even knowing because yeah. you have to okay and the people around you have to that's that's exactly that's the key yeah. is the people around you have to yeah. skip mm-hmm. because in order for them to go in the direction that they want to go in mm-hmm. you got to be right yeah and if you're not right they ain't gonna be right mm-hmm. and that's just the reality of it again i'll pass blame to the team yeah i agree the player mm-hmm. and the people around yeah. yep all uh, the same equal blame. It's all yeah. the same equal blame. All right, so he's got 25 yeah, but, but, but games let's skip one to last thing before we go. figure it out. Yeah. One last thing before we go, Skip, you're right. Uh, Memphis is not an easy place. I mean, Bill Street, I, 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 Coach Axe Key and Louie, I, I own some apartments in Germantown, and, and I used wow. to go to Memphis all the time. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you, a guy like John Morant in Memphis will be, will be like Elvis, like a king, and he can do a lot in that city with calming down a lot of the crime and the stuff that's yeah, going on good if point. he straightens out. Yeah. All right, up next, we got to talk Jags at Saints tonight. Who that? Wins. Won't back down, won't back down, won't back down. Saints at home, two-and-a-half-point favorites. It just keeps going up over Jacksonville in part because, maybe always because, Trevor Lawrence is listed as questionable with a knee issue. I'll start with you, Michael, who you got. What's the score? All right, hey, listen, I, I got the Jags in this game, and do I you? do believe Trevor Lawrence will show up and you show better. out over there, and I got a score 24-20. Jags winning this game. Wow. Trevor Lawrence on the football field. Uh. Who that say they're going to beat them Saints? Be quiet, Lil Wayne. Don't say everybody. I'm, I'm, it's <laughs> nepotism full and alive with me, Skip. You know, mm, that 35-22, the offense get going finally. Derek Carr looks like a real quarterback in the NFL. Mm. And then my nephew takes the top off of it. Okay. And 35. You have yeah, 35. And you did pick the Saints to win it all, right? Yeah, why not? Okay, why not? Why you not? still buy that? Or you, hey, of course. You're I'm not backing to, down? I'm not like you. I'm not delusional. I'm a buy oh, till I can't buy it no more. <laughs> Keep, you can't buy it no more. They're not going anywhere. Stop playing. Okay. Mr. Playing. Wayne, what you got? <laughs> I got the most Saints win this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm like from New Orleans, but not yeah. a big Saints fan. Yeah, but I like the way they look. I like yeah. the way the defense look um, against the Texans in the second half. I feel they come yeah. out with that, that power. Like they that. win this one. They won yeah. game behind the Cowboys. If Michael's right. If Trevor Lawrence <laughs> plays, I believe Jacksonville wins, but I don't think he will play. I think Vegas is telling you it's not going to happen. Yeah, they uh, win this one, Skip. They won Saints game also. behind the Cowboys. All oh, right. <laughs> That's it for us. We're back tomorrow, 9.30. Eastern, and I cannot wait. Good morning.